All right, guys. Welcome to week two of Blood, Sweat, and Beers. It is we- so awesome to be back on here with you, Christy. I know. It's been two weeks now. I feel like it's almost been too long. I know. So last week you were on the road um, and it felt like we had this entire gap of not being able to chat. So this is so fun to get back on. Last week launched the first episode and really keen to hear some feedback too. Yeah. Well, so um, I listened to the first episode actually in the car with my dad. Um, and that's not something I normally do because like, especially with something like this, like I want to listen to it by myself first, just to make sure I can like prep anyone who hears it for anything like dumb or embarrassing. <laughs> I said, you know, <laughs> um, so I was just kind of, I was like, all right, dad, like I'm going to play this cause I need to listen to it. Um, so I can like give it the green light. Um, but don't judge me too hard if I say anything really embarrassing or dumb because I have no idea what I said in this. That's amazing. Um, so you, so you in the car riding across the country from Boston to San Diego, and you, and I, I know I sent this to you the recording, and I was like, hey, give this a listen. We want to go live tomorrow, basically. And you were just like, okay, Dad, here we go. Let's listen. Yeah, we were like basically driving through like you know rural. Texas and I was like all right um this is how we're gonna spend the next 45 minutes um and no I think it went really well um he laughed about my comments about um the Olympic tattoo um but otherwise I think he enjoyed it uh so that was good that was a good that was good good, like immediate feedback because then I was like all right like if my dad can hear it then like all my friends can hear it and they won't like that means there's nothing that I need to like get fixed before we go live you know because my dad can hear it (laughs) that's amazing thank goodness well thanks for listening dad um and and some of your teammates listened as well which is awesome thank you guys so much for listening it was awesome just it was so heartwarming so really and truly if you're listening again for the second time uh mad mad props mad love to you yeah no seriously I mean I think I have a really supportive team and like a really supportive network of friends too so like I got a lot of different feedback but I will say um probably the funniest one is from my teammate um out here at um USA Rugby Alona Mar um she responded to my story and was like I'm so excited I'm gonna drink every time you get awkward um so for all of our listeners this week go get a beer be ready drink every time I get awkward because it's gonna happen many many times I am sure of it (laughs) that's amazing I love seeing that feedback and I was like yes this is an entire drinking game right now it is and I mean I also think you know it kind of fits right into you know my brand of being goofy is just that like I get really awkward and now I'm consistently recording a podcast which is just you know (laughs) a great combination for everyone who wants to get completely hammered while listening to a podcast. <laughs> That's amazing. Listen, I'm not far behind you on the awkwardness. So go ahead and get comfy for this one. And I have a lot of questions um, for this week. And I think I've just been taking notes the whole week of something pops into my mind. It's like, oh, I've got to tell Christy this or I have to know what's going on. But firstly, I really want to know about this road trip. So leaving Boston, did you leave on Sunday, right? You left on yeah. Sunday. Yeah, so okay. we left Sunday at like 8 a.m. Uh, all right all packed up and ready and you started out and I, I saw a couple of posts on instagram um uh, along the way at some stops you had so take mm-hmm. us through this journey 
Yeah, well, so the first day was kind of, was probably the least exciting of the days. It was just kind of, you know, I was a little sad to be leaving home. So it, it just kind of, it almost felt like the longest day, I think, because it was the day I was kind of dreading the most just because, you know, I didn't really want to leave. Um, but we drove from Boston to Indianapolis was our uh, first stop. Um, and it was just, it was like a 14 hour drive day um and me and my dad just kind of switched off every like four or five hours uh so the first day was like what are you doing during that are you talking to each other are you having these heart-to-heart conversations are you listening to music who's controlling the music like what's happening that's 14 hours in a car is a long time it is uh we started doing, uh, we listened to music for like the first hour, two hours probably. And then we started listening to um, some books on tape. Uh, we threw some podcasts in there when we were, you know, not feeling the books. But uh, a lot of really mostly uh, books on tape um, is really how we got through it. Yeah, imagine, um, you probably got through an entire encyclopedia or something. Like that's a lot of air time. Yeah, we got through uh, two different books. So we listened to The Kite Runner, which filled up most of the first day, um, which was a good book. Uh, It was a little bit heavier than I knew it was going to be. So that was uh, interesting. Interesting. Um, But yeah, so we listened to that the first day and then like half of the second day, which the second day we did Indianapolis to Oklahoma City. And that was a little bit of a shorter day. That was only like a nine and a half hour day. So we pulled into Oklahoma City at like, it was like 6.30. And I was like, Dad, you know what would be great? We should go to a brewery. Um, so I convinced my dad to go to uh, this brewery. It's called uh, Stone Cloud. Um, and it was, I found it on the internet because I really liked their logo. And I was like, I really want to get a t-shirt. But I didn't tell him that was, you know, the main motivation for picking it. Oh, that's uh, amazing. I love that. Yeah, so uh, so we went and we had some beers, um, and we were the only people in there because it was downpouring in Oklahoma City. So it was just like torrential downpouring, and we were the only two people in this brewery. Um, but it was a really cool experience, and it like made my dad a little bit less nervous about the whole like Corona concerns because we were the only ones in there. Yeah. So oh, that's amazing. Um, but yeah, you know, it's always it's always a nice experience to get to like you know have a beer with your dad. So that was really fun. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so that was that was probably my second favorite of our stops um, because I got to have that experience, which was really nice. And then the next day we did from Oklahoma City to the Grand Canyon, uh, when that was probably about a another thirteen hour day ish. Um, and on that day, we listened to um, Malcolm Gladwell's new book, which is called uh, Talking to Strangers. Oh, uh, he's so great. He is one of my favorite authors. Um, I really enjoyed some of his work, like originals or um, The Tipping Point and Outsider. uh, Outliers. Uh, no, Outliers. Outliers, yeah. Outliers, yeah. yeah. Outliers, yeah. And The Tipping Point was definitely one of my favorites. So interesting. How was it? It was really good. So it was it, so it, it was like made, it wasn't made for audiobook, but they did a really cool thing with the audio, audiobook that it almost plays like a podcast because you have him like reading it, but then they also like every time they interview somebody, they use like, instead of like him reading the interview, it's like the actual person, like actually what they said. So it it's a lot more interactive, I guess, than like what I would say like a typical audiobook is, you know, just the person, you know, monotone kind of reading off um the book so it was a lot more interactive Mm -hmm. and 
Uh, it talks about like it it goes through like a lot of really cool like cases in the last few years and stuff like that. So it was really interesting. Um, so we enjoyed that a lot. Um, and that took us all the way to the Grand Canyon, which we got to kind of late. So we didn't get to see that night. Uh, but then uh, what Wednesday morning, Wednesday morning, we got up. We were still on East Coast time, but now we're in the West Coast time zone. So my dad and I are wide awake at 5 a.m. Uh, <laughs> so we go out to the Grand Canyon kind of just after sunrise. Um, and we were oh. like the, we were like one of like maybe 20 people out there. So uh, we did like a five mile walk around like the rim of the Grand Canyon. And it was just one of the most amazing sights I've ever seen. Wow, that's amazing. Did you post pictures online? Did you post pictures on your Instagram or? Oh, definitely. Instagram or it didn't happen, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'll ch- we'll check it out. on What is KL Kershey? At KL Kirsch. No E on my Kirsch, Instagram. No E. Yeah. Awesome. And then you spent the day at the Grand Canyon. Uh, we spent the morning there, and then uh, we used the rest of the day to drive to San Diego, which is now where I'm coming at you live from, San Diego, California. This is amazing. So it took you four full days, just about, or five days yeah. counting Sunday. That's crazy. So you landed in San Diego, where you will be for the indefinite future training. Yes, and so the indefinite future. <laughs> indefinite future. And I've been... This whole week, I've been super excited about this bloody bubble that you're in. So I'm, I think I'm more excited about it than you are. But what does this look like? You arrive in San Diego, you get to your apartment, and now you are safe, quarantined, lockdown. What, what, what is this? So, yeah, so we kind of have a few phases of this bubble. Um, so the first phase is I have a few days of uh, at-home isolation. So like three days of really being in the apartment, only really being allowed to leave to like go to a, like a, an open field and get my training in. Uh, but otherwise, like we're kind of locked down for those three days. And then once my three days are over, I'll go and take like my first um, COVID test. Um, so basically like with the three day isolation, they want to make sure that we don't like, you know, go to a store and pick it up. And then we have a false negative when we get there because we like, it hasn't like shown up yet. So that's like what the three days I think is kind of for, but yeah, so the first three days is just, you know, at home isolated, uh, not really getting to do much, which is, you know, not the exciting part of being in a bubble. Um, yeah definitely not what I envisioned and it's it's got to be quite lonely you've just moved to a new city I mean you've spent some time out there before but leaving home which is a big emotional sort of milestone that's traumatic if you will changing homes and moving across the country it's got to feel lonely right now even though you're surrounded by your teammates but I mean a couple days of just the thing is I'm not even surrounded by my teammates we're uh this first phase we're not allowed to see each other um and then when we go into our second phase um after we all have tests and everything we're going to be in small groups and we're going to be training in groups of like six to eight people and so even once that started it's only going to be you're only able to see like those six to eight people in or out so like it's not a bubble, I guess, the way other professional sports are doing a bubble where, like, all the athletes are in the same bubble. 
it's a bubble in the sense that we are in very small bubbles and it's a very much like a self-enforced bubble because, you know, we're all still living in our separate apartments. And so there's just a lot of like trust in it that everyone is going to be responsible and, you know, not see people in the other groups because then if, you know, if one group gets it, but people have been seeing each other, then they have to shut down kind of the whole team instead of just shutting down like a third of the team, like a small group. So it's definitely a different iteration of a bubble. Yeah, that definitely, there's so much thought that's gone into this, I'm sure behind the scenes of a lot of what we don't know, but arriving there and all this has been thought out and carefully planned and meticulously put together, I think it's just really remarkable. And I'm, I'm excited to hear from you each week and share some things about how what it's like joining the groups and practicing in these tiny groups, whereas, you know, such a team-led environment, you used to being around a team that and you thrive and you trust and you lean on them and now shifting into a smaller group is definitely interesting I'm, I'm i'm looking forward to following your day today and um you know what that looks like yeah i think it'll be really interesting and i'm definitely excited to get moving into the small group portion of this because like right now while i'm in this self-isolation i'm still training by myself and i'm like why am i in san diego training by myself like the whole point of being here is to get to train with other people so um, yeah. i'm excited for to get to that point where, where i'm at least you know training with some of my teammates i think that'll be really refreshing that's awesome. And I think I, um, I, I'd asked you, can we shotgun a beer in the bubble? And it was my first understanding of, no, you really can't leave where you are. So that made sense. But yes. it's TBD on whether that's even feasible long term. So I might be shotgunning a beer and you can direct that at the head of it. <laughs> yeah, well, it'll give you a chance to kind of um, catch up an ability, I think. this is no joke the first time i tried to shotgun a beer against christy i think i was still raising the can to my mouth and she had already slapped it down on the table just an fyi so i oh and there was beer absolutely everywhere the walls probably the ceiling so when she says i need to catch up in ability they no joke this is real yeah it's definitely a learned skill and i definitely have a lot of experience doing it so (laughs) (laughs) it's not really a fair starting point i'd say no 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 um what about for on a friday night are you gonna sit down with hot wings and a beer or pizza and wine what's your go-to and i asked this on instagram too and i was wildly shocked by what the results said uh, I'm not really much of a wine person. Uh, honestly, you know, you could give me a $5 glass of wine or like a $30 or $100 glass of wine and I will not be able to tell you the difference. So uh, I'm definitely going hot wings and beer uh, because I just, wine is just so not my thing. <laughs> so speaking of the wine, whether it's a $5, $50 bottle, I had a, a holiday party one year and I had a, a couple of really nice bottles um, from South Africa that were in my wine rack. And I had a few other bottles on the, the side table that everyone could help themselves to and didn't think much of it. The night went on and the next day only I realized that those bottles from the wine rack were missing. Um, and I was just devastated by this. There, there were nothing, no, no vintage or anything. But that you know, when you're a little, a little bit younger, you, those 
$50 bottles of wine means something, whether you know the difference of the taste or not. So next year it rolls around and the holiday party comes up and I decide, ha, huh, I'm going to get ahead of this. So I went to, I think it was Home Goods or Ikea or something, and I got this crystal decanter on sale, went to Trader Joe's and bought the box wine. <laughs> like the two buck truck box wine, nice. emptied yeah. it into the crystal decanter and set it out on the table board. And that has been my greatest party hack of all time. So there we go. You're welcome. No one will know the difference. Yeah, just dressing it up nicely. I mean, I feel like that's the thing, I mean, about wine is that sometimes like, you know, you could kind of tell somebody it's anything and unless they really know, they really won't know the difference. Yeah, I suppose we could have called this blood, sweat, and wine with W H I N E. Um, yeah, maybe. I mean, a- we're good at that for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm no connoisseur. I, I can tell a decent wine, I think, but definitely not. I can definitely tell a difference between a PBR and a and a local brewery, though. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I would never spend probably more than fifteen dollars on a bottle of wine. Because I just don't see the point because I literally will not be able to tell you the difference. Well, that's amazing. Okay. Well, good thing it's <laughs> oh, by the way, that was and I was eating I was eating hot wings and beer when I had posted that. And surprisingly the majority came back for pizza and wine. I was blown away. Yeah, I don't really understand that. I definitely would rather have wings. Um, I mean pizza is the best part of that pizza and wine side of the equation, but I, I mean, beer is the one that really puts it over the edge for me. Like if you said pizza and beer, I'd still, I'd probably pick pizza and beer. So it's really the the alcohol choice, not really necessarily the food choice. I think that's the food really choice having my decision on this one. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. So I so okay, I have a question for you. So I was having a debate with one of my friends the other day. Do you have your red receipts on on your iPhone? I. Don't and I, but I have it on WhatsApp and I really thrive or or at least not thrive, but I find comfort in knowing that it's been read or not read. But I don't have it on my iPhone yet. I appreciate everyone who does. So why don't you have it on your iPhone? I think it is this feeling that I absolutely have to respond immediately. Like how could. I would hate to be left on red, but I'm also that person that responds either within five seconds or five days later. Yeah, but I mean, well, with so like I believe in red receipts a hundred percent. Like I, it like every time I talk to somebody who has their red receipts on, it like brings a new level of respect. I feel like to that person because like I just believe in them so hard really no 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 carry on I've I've got to hear more about this it's just like always been a thing of mine like I think it's come up before and like I've I've had debates with my friends about it like many times um and I just like I you know if you're gonna leave me on red I would rather know you're gonna leave me on red um and for me it it's it forces me to respond even if I don't respond right away like maybe I'll see the message but I'll leave it unread so that I constantly have the reminder to respond. If that makes sense. Okay. This is just a new level of thinking. I, the the minute you said it just gives a new level of respect for a person. It's like, 
oh my god oh i didn't even think of that that yeah, is yeah well like yeah you can't hide behind you know the delivered like i'd rather you know if you're gonna leave me on red like i want I'd you to stand behind, stand behind the decision to leave me on red um so like i just you know i i i'm so pro them i've been a big advocate ever since i was in college it just so, i think that which is i think when they first came out so okay so what is the opposing argument like if you get into debates about this with your friends like what is what is the opposing argument like well, i don't have an argument to bring to you right now i can't say well that i don't believe in that not at all like why what, what what's the argument I think often it's like people don't want to or don't know how to respond to a message right away. So they they don't want it to say red because they don't want to like be leaving somebody on red, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah, totally. Um, no, I can totally see that. But I don't know. I just think I just they don't open like, the message then. What? They don't open the message. If you don't know, if you're expecting an, an odd message coming through or something that's expecting a response like maybe just don't open it straight away yeah well which is which is like what i do but also so i also have like my text previews on so i guess if you're somebody who doesn't have your text previews on then it might that's when you might get into a debate of like oh okay like i don't want my red receipts on because i can't preview it before i know what i'm opening if that makes sense totally okay so experiment here how about I turn on my red receipts for one week and I will report back on how it feels. Okay. Yeah. I'm the, also the cool thing about the iPhone now is also you can turn it on per individual conversation. Oh, which I just found out the other day because one of my friends called me out and was like, did you turn your red receipts off? And I was like, I don't think so, but it wasn't on for that conversation. Um, oh, no and kidding. I was like, I was very disappointed in myself because I believe in them so hard. I was like, oh my gosh, I am so sorry. Like I made you turn yours on to talk to me. So my bad, I'll turn mine back on. You do have yours. I've just noticed it. Okay. So I'm turning it on, read receipts. And for producer Paraj in the background listening in, I've just turned read receipts on for you as well. So let's Great check this moves. out. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to check this out. I'm going to turn it on for everyone that I frequently text and I will report back in one week on how this has affected my life or if I'm a nervous wreck and I'm not even on the show next week. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. That's amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> speaking of another sort of poll of really figuring out what how human activity i uh put up a poll and i'm not even sure what prompted this but i put a poll on instagram and twitter this week and and asked do you make your bed and the two mm -hmm. options were one without fail and two hardly ever and i was quite surprised that on instagram it was 80 20 for absolutely without fail and then mm -hmm. on twitter it was a lot closer so maybe 55 45 which i was so surprised by um and i just don't understand this i'm heavily on team make your bed every day what what is yours what do you okay think? well 
Okay, I, so I would say I have an interesting perspective on this because I am new to the camp of, without fail, making my bed. Yeah. So I did not grow up making my bed. Like, my until all the way through, I don't know, high school, I probably didn't make my bed. Like, maybe I threw, like, my comforter back, like, kind of in the general direction of my bed being made, but I did not make my bed every day. 100% no. I did not see the point of it. I was like, I'm just going to sleep in it again anyway. Like, why would I go through the effort in the morning of making my bed? It. Like, I'm so surprised by that. Did you... I mean... Okay, so... Okay, carry on. Carry on. I'm, I'm just flabbergasted. So keep going. It wasn't until I was, like, living in, like, a small room that the importance of making my bed every day was like part of like my mental sanity. So like mm-hmm. once I started okay. living in like a small space, like if my bed wasn't made, I felt like everything in the room was in disarray. Yeah, totally. But, so that's, so that like having that experience has changed it completely. Cause now I wake up every single day. And the first thing I do is like, I like fully make my bed. Like, yeah. Um, sheets comforters like make sure all the pillows are arranged like i do that every day now but it it was not something that i did growing up it was it was something that totally changed once i like got into college and then lived in a tiny apartment in boston after college yeah that's so interesting that that was the trigger that was just like okay you need one element that is consistent and made it look all put together i don't know i think i i didn't really have that moment of of that happening but it's just always been ingrained within me growing up that that's what you do um it has never been one of those psyche things where okay it's the first task completed for the day and a lot of people think that um and the reason behind doing so is that you can check that off as your first task done for the day if you do nothing else and i'm just i think just because i grew up with it it's hard for me to see like how do you how do you not like if you, you just come in and just like fall into the slumber of last night i mean i I mean i don't know i just can't get behind us i still see this camp of like you're gonna sleep in it again anyway like yeah i I guess so i just i don't know i'm just not behind it i can't get behind it i mean i I have now switched camp so i'm now pro make your bed because it does like as like a first task of the day thing and it's very nice but also just it it now in like all my room spaces i'm like i feel like i am more put together like my life is more organized like i'm more on track if my bed is made just because clutter in a room i feel like i've now gotten to a point where clutter in a room makes my brain feel like it's going to explode so i'm like okay like bed needs to be made like things need to be organized just so i can feel like i'm on like stable ground to go about the rest of my day no kidding and and, like your mind explode i I don't know about this whole mind explosion thing, but I'm convinced that I I told you a few weeks ago that I've had the case of the COVIDs and I think it might actually be hormonal, but I don't know what it is, but it's like legit case of the COVIDs. And I sit there and I'm just like bawling my eyes out. (laughs) And I definitely got wine drunk about it because I was sad about nothing. And you know how ridiculous you sound if you're just sitting there and you have your eyes just boiling out and you can't explain it. Do you know how stupid you sound? Like, what's wrong with you? Why are you crying? I don't know. And it's like just these tears coming down your face. Um, but that definitely happened to me this weekend. And I don't even know what the reason was, but I'm better now. I think, I mean, 
I don't know. Yeah, I think it is a case of like being stuck at home. Like it almost makes all of our emotions like heightened. And like, I feel like everyone is more sensitive to like what's going on. I guess it's just like everything feels so much more magnified because there's so few things for us to like distract ourselves with or like do otherwise, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. And there's a psychological impact of not having something to look forward to and planned on the calendar. There is some linkage there um, where you don't have something planned or you don't have something set on a calendar because you don't know Halloween who knows what you're going to dress up as this year? Can you even dress up? Can you go anywhere? And that's just one element where so many folks have had to postpone things or cancel things to later in the year. Well, we are later in the year now. This is where we are. We are in that phase where everyone postponed everything too. Right. And you, it's almost worse now than it was when things started getting postponed. Yeah. I mean, I just, and, and just the thought of that and sports in general as well, like, you know, for, for you and I just obviously and you you immeasurably more and having such a huge connection to sports and I think I just I just can't even imagine what it would be like without sports. Yeah. Beyond I mean, everything else. Academics and schools and healthcare, but but if we if we're just talking straight sports here, there are cities that would not survive without sports. Oh no, totally agree. I mean like, yeah, I'm in a special position because sports is literally my career and livelihood. And even like in that sense, like the last time I played in a competitive game was January of last year. And now it's looking like the next time I play in a competitive game won't be until 2021, which is kind of a hard, a hard hit to take when you're like trying to train every day, you know? So like, that's a, that, that's been a really hard kind of reality check that I keep getting. Yeah, totally. I mean, how do you stay? Is it sort of like having that discipline when motivation runs out because motivation is not right in front of you? Or or what does that look like? I think it's difficult. I mean, I definitely have some days where I'm like, honestly, like, what is the point? But, you know, we, we do have still we're holding on to, you know, the Olympics being scheduled for next summer. And so that's kind of like the holy grail at the end of this is like, OK, like we might not get to compete for a while, but at least we have that next summer. Uh, and the other thing is just like I know all my teammates, as I said last week, like all my teammates are out there doing the same thing. So I've gotten to a point where I'm like, okay, even if I like, even if it takes me four hours of the field to get through everything I need to get through, like as long as I get through it, that's a victory for the day. And I know everyone else is doing the same thing. So I feel like that's kind of what I've kind of had to like push myself towards. Yeah. And I think what's interesting is just having seen all the other sports and what they're going through right now and being really, really impressed with the um, NHL. And um, I I feel like I've watched the NHL all weekend um, and I'm really, really glad sports is on, but I'm just so blown away and that, there is such inconsistency with the MLB right now and how it's every single day we're getting reports of positive cases across the league. And it's like, can they actually get the act together? I mean, based on what's happening, it doesn't seem like it. But yeah, I mean, it's an, and at that point, you're like, it's not even just about the athletes, you know, like what are sports fans doing without sports to watch? 
like definitely drinking more (laughs) definitely drinking more um one of my yeah so one of my friends brought this up she was like you know especially like in relation to boston like boston is a sports city like we call ourselves title town like it is like what so many people of boston like live and breathe on is just watching all of our sports teams and honestly watching them win championships so it's like what do people do without the ability to watch sports like i i just think like people can only play so much golf like they have to come up with something else to do don't you think yeah totally you know what else is there there's really not much else i took out the ball machine onto the tennis court the other day and it is as socially distanced as you can possibly get so plugged in this ball machine it was just like me and the machine and i'll tell you what it drilled me into the ground and it reminded me how unfit I was it was totally so much easier 15 years ago than it was now and I mean that's not something I could do every day much less I mean maybe once a weekend but it was tough um golf I've I've thought about going to the driving range that would be fun and maybe but it's it's so hot it's 90 degrees like it's it's blisteringly hot so it's not even enjoyable um and i don't even know if the beer cart is operational at this point so um i'm sure if there's people out on the course the beer cart cart is operational i mean i feel like honestly (laughs) hope so at this point golf you know is probably even more of an excuse just to be able to drink beers outside with your friends just like kind of while doing something because like that's what people used to go to sporting events for like they would go to a game as like an excuse to get to you know sit and drink beers with their friends and so like now i feel like golf is now becoming that because it's like one of the few sports that like people can do outside right now absolutely and we have just given you an opportunity to drink beer by listening to our awkwardness every week that's true yeah so golf and listening to um bsb that's what you got right now as options that's what you've got right now and we're sure glad you're here <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, um, I was saying about the NHL that I watched all weekend and I think they've really just thought of everything. So one of the players, and listen, I have, I cannot speak much to NF, uh, NHL at all. My closest connection to ice hockey as a South African growing up was watching the Mighty Ducks and oh, Miracle. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. Mighty Ducks. my favorite sports movie. Yeah. And so I don't know much about it. And so I have to sit in front of the TV and Google different terms. And I have to look up stuff. And I look like such a dog doing it. But what was so cool I saw this weekend is one of the players scored a hat trick. And what I've come to learn is that fans throw their hats onto the ice when a player scores a hat trick. And they had staff from the NHL or from the different teams go out and throw their hats on the ice. Which I thought was oh, just that's so such nice. a great. Wasn't that just such a nice touch? Yeah, it just makes it. You know, they're still recognizing the accomplishment in a way that that yeah, normally fans would get to do. That's very nice. Yeah, it's awesome, and I'm going to fill out a bracket as well for the I NHL. Have, so yeah, yeah. So send tips. I know nothing. I don't even know who I'm picking here. Well, 
nothing. So I'll take any and all tips, but certainly, you know, I'm, I've got the Bruins going all the way to the to the finals because that's okay, what that we do. Okay, that was going to be my tip. So yeah, yeah, no, no, good on we, you for yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, we go Bruins all the way to the end um, because that's what you do. But everything else around it, don't know. Send tips, please. Slide it into the DMs. Let us know what we need to do. Um, you can do that on Instagram. So it's try BSB if you aren't already following. We would love a follow, by the way. So go ahead and do that, please. We'll we'll pause now so you can do it right now. And since you've given us a follow, um, give us your tips as well for completing fantasy brackets. Yeah, I mean, honestly, NHL, like I'll watch the Bruins, but I don't watch the league as a whole. Really, the only sport where I really watch like and pay attention to the entire league is football. So any and all NHL tips, very much appreciated. <laughs> um, speaking of hockey players versus rugby players, we've had a bit of a chat about this before, but I think we should probably put a poll on um, the gram about who's tougher, hockey players or rugby players? Yeah, I mean, I definitely have an opinion, but until we see the results of the poll, I'm going to withhold that opinion. Okay, we'll put that up and then we'll see what comes through and then we can talk about it next week. Yeah, definitely, because, you know, I don't want to make myself look stupid before I see what everyone else says in the poll. So I'm going to hold that one for another week. <laughs> okay, we'll hold that one for another week. Okay, I'm going to put another poll out. I've got lots of polls coming out. Yeah, I mean, hey, we got to hear from the people, you know? Hear from the people. Speaking of, if you want to hear us talk about something or run a poll or hear about something in depth or what we haven't spoken about let us know we'd love to cover it chat about it and um, let us know what you want to hear as well yeah absolutely hit us up on the try bsb instagram or either of our personal instagrams i am at kale kirsch and tammy what's your handle tammy mcqueen that's it very easy to remember Super easy to remember. So I think um, we covered quite a lot this week, and I'm really keen on hearing how this uh, entry into society unfolds in San Diego. And I'm sure we'll be back next week with updates on that. And I am looking forward to hearing how I sort of carry and feel about having red receipts on all week long. Yeah, I think that's probably the most important thing that's going to come out of this next week is how is your life with red receipts and how much better is it? Awesome. And if you're listening, turn them on. We want to hear from you if you've had them on or if you're a strong believer or not as well. And we'll we'll tune in again next week and figure out how it went. Yeah, please let me know if you have a better argument against them because I would love to debate on it. Okay, they're on. They're on right now. There we go. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us today. That's all from us at Blood, Sweat, and Beers. Bye, guys.